We are back, baby. We are back. That's we right. are back. You are looking live. We get after it. You know, we jabber jaw. We go tit for tat. We have our little differences. Let's get funky like a monkey. And here we go. Hello and welcome to the Moose and Runes podcast. This episode 158 of the pod, a course review spectacular. Uh, over the weekend, Matt Rooney and myself That's me. Uh, were Rooney. able, he is, he is here, uh, we were able to get the pod together in person and uh, play a wonderful 18 on a picturesque day out in the Chicagoland area. And we always want to bring you uh, course reviews from places that you may not have been. Uh, Bose Creek, beautiful course out in Elgin, as we said on the pod earlier in the week. little bit of a drive out there, but if you're going to make the drive, in my opinion, just in summation, well worth it. Uh, if you want to play 36, there is a sister course out there, not on the same property, but just a stone's throw away, the Highlands of Elgin. We only played 18 at Bows Creek Country Club. It is uh, half public, half private. You, there's plenty of public tee times out there, so getting a tee time should not be an issue. But uh, we're going to run this down from all of our course standards. Uh, Matt, kind of give the people an, an idea of how we'll be rating this course, what our criteria are. I know we've done course reviews in the past, but it's been a minute. Been a while. So it's first off, the, the haters are furious that we actually followed through and had a second podcast this week. I know we had a lot of people talking, saying we weren't going to do it. Haters will say it's we do fake. It. The haters are furious. Just wanted to put that out there. Uh, we will rate on the scales of difficulty, fairness, mm-hmm. conditions of the course, scenery, amenities, and service. So amenities me being more so kind of the the, um, the pro shop kind of clubhouse area service being, I guess, given the times now it's it's kind of hard to have great service think, because we're limited and i think amenities we'll i that. think amenities and service will both be amended a little bit here yeah um we'll, we'll be able to give a little bit of insight on what we saw maybe not what we were privy to because of you know in the age of COVID, as you said some things are shut down some things are not fully operational um but we will take all of that into account when giving our rating we'll be rating these what one through ten here each one of them uh, we've been doing. Uh, I think we did it on the five scale. So one through five. Because I'm, I'm looking at some old, uh, some some yes. older courses we've done here. I got you know as four point said, four, three point seven, as, that type of stuff. As we said, it's been a minute yeah. uh, since we did a course review. Uh, just a little background on Bose Creek Country Club, designed by Rick Jacobson. Shout out to Big Rick. Uh, the Rick. grounds superintendent okay. is Brad Leganelli, a good Italian man. And uh, you just wanted Bose, to say that name. I, I did. I did. Yeah. Uh, head professional Mike Lehman. Uh, it is located at 1250 Bose Creek Boulevard in Elgin, Illinois. If you want to get a hold of the clubhouse, it's 847-214-5880. Bose Creek, CC.com. There's just a lot of good information on the scorecard. And I am looking gotcha. at the scorecard from, uh, from earlier in the week, I think, I think week, with that, I think me. with that read, we should hit him up for some cash. You're like, hey, throw us uh, twenty bucks or a free round or something. We really, we really should. A um, little bit of information. There are one thing that I really liked right off the bat: tons of teeing options out there at Bose Creek. You could yep. play black, you could play blue, you could play white, red, or yellow. But they also had a gray tee, a baby blue tee, and a pink tee. Uh, we played it from the Blues, second deepest, totaling 6,400 yards. Matt, we've talked about this in the past. It just, felt like a longer course than 6,400. It felt like a lot longer it. than 6,400 because you had to make some decisions. There were some forced mm-hmm. carries out there, but really a perfect number in that 63 to 67 range for me. 
Yeah, that's. Uh, I think whenever I'm looking at a scorecard, that's always always where I'm trying to get is right around. You know, anything shorter than 63, you start getting a little bit short, and you kind of don't really have to drive all that often. And once you start getting to kind of the 68, 69, 70 range is when it's almost like a little bit of an exhausting round for us, especially, you know, where you're hitting driver five iron just about every par four, and that, that's where it gets a little bit tiring. So I would say 66, 6,700 yards is kind of the, the ideal course length for me that I, that I like to play. It does tip out at a full 6,900 yards if you really want to get crazy. But as nice. you said, if you get out there, uh, you stick a tee in the ground on those blue tees, you're going to realize that it's plenty of course for you to hit as many drivers as you want oh, yeah. or club down here or there when given the opportunity. But let's dive into this rating system, Matt. What, what's the first rating that we're going to throw out there? Difficulty. So I'm, I'm going to throw this one to you. Why don't you kick, what, kick us off? How, how difficult of a course did you think this was? Um, out of five, if we're looking at the slope rating on this course, I believe it was sloped at a 138. Eight, that is correct. The blue tees, 138. The uh, tournament tees, black tees being a 142. So just from a rating standpoint, I mean, this course had teeth. Um, there were it demanding did. shots. It punished bad shots, rewarded good shots. But I think that this is one, if you play it a few times, you might be able to shave strokes off mm-hmm. in a pretty expedited manner just understanding green complexes because the green complexes were difficult. They were demanding, but I enjoyed them. They were well-kept. We'll get Mm -hmm. to that in a little bit, but uh, from a difficulty standpoint, I mean, putting this up against some of the hardest courses that I've played, this gets a rating right at four for me. Yeah. uh, I got you right around there. I'm I'm looking at some of my, the other courses I have here and you have, you know, you had Half Moon Bay at a three nine, Chambers Bay. I had a four four, so I kind of wanted to, to. I haven't played Half Moon Bay. I've seen it. I kind of wanted to split the difference there. I'm going to go around a four two. Um, I definitely I, think this course demanded a more sound game than Half Moon okay. Bay did. I think. I think you you put it uh, correctly there. I think that the more you played this course, I think the more just about with any course, but this one especially, you kind of manipulated a little bit. And you kind of know where to be on certain holes. You know, you know that if you're in a certain spot of the fairway, even you're kind of in jail, not in good spots. We kind of didn't realize that the first time you played it. Um, not that you and I are always good enough to put the ball exactly where we want in, in, in you know in the fairway when uh, when we're going off the tee. Uh, but but I'm with you. I think the more you played this this course, I think that number might drop a little bit for me. But mm-hmm. first time I played it, I I, I left that thought, thinking it was a pretty difficult round. So I have around four two. Uh, yeah, four four two right in that range. I think is a, is a really good number. I think it can also be illustrated by the par threes out here at this course. Uh, uh, we were looking at the front par nine three. par threes. We'll get to it when it comes to fairness. But those were we think the shortest par three. There were two of them. We played one eighty seven and like two fifteen, something like that. Uh, one eighty seven, two fifteen. The back there was a shorty at one fifty five, but there was nowhere to miss it. And then another one at uh, one eighty seven okay. that played that played up into the wind like a full two ten. It was a windy day out there too, so you were it was. It, it was it was tougher to gauge. You know those par threes, especially like you know it doesn't necessarily always feel all that windy on the tee, but you, mm-hmm. you kind of look at the trees. It's it's blowing pretty good up there. You'll get the flag up by the hole. It's blowing a little bit, a little bit hard to to get a read on the the wind because a lot of those tee boxes were kind of back and then hidden and taken. You know had the wind taken out of them. Um, so I thought that added to the difficulty as well. It was hard to gauge the wind, I thought, out there a little bit. Yeah, definitely um, some some parts of the property where you're tree-lined and you can't necessarily feel the wind 
where that ball's going to get up in the air and start getting pushed around by it. So I think right around like 10, making the turn, 11, 12, you had to start factoring in some wind you weren't even feeling. You had to like read trees. You had to have your eyes on the flag. You had to really take all of those things into account uh, when when going through club selection. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, move on to fairness category? Yeah, fairness. Uh, Matt, I think I'm going to defer to you on this okay. one. You had some things to say about the fairness out at Bowstreet. That was – this is kind of the one knock on it for me. I didn't think it was all that fair of a course to the the average golfer. Simply I – mean, we talked okay. about a little bit in difficulty. But, you know, there's, there's certain parts – first off, I, I don't think if you're playing a course from 6,400 yards like we were – a 215-yard par 3, 187-yard par 3. The, the, the shortest par 3 played was 154, but even that played longer. I didn't think mm-hmm. the par 3s were all that fair to us, and, and I didn't think that a lot of the um, pin placements were terribly fair. We, we made some jokes on there. We are playing you know, the, the real Sunday pin selections. And I just I don't – I think they punished bad shots a lot more than they re- rewarded good shots for us. Like, I, for, me, for me, it's – like I said, it's – I'm not really – I can aim at a certain part of the fairway, but really I'm just trying to put the ball in the fairway. And mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like it when I'm in the wrong part of the fairway and I'm in trouble. I, I felt like that happened a little bit too often on, on this course. Not that I didn't like it at all. It was a fantastic course. It was a very difficult course. I didn't think it was all that fair. And I don't think the rewards necessarily benefit, you know, outweighed the, uh, the, I guess, risks or you know, punishments if you weren't in the right spot. So my fairness is right around like a 2.1. Okay. Um, I, I just I didn't think it was all that fair of a course to the average golfer. Um, I hear everything you're saying, and I didn't necessarily feel as many. Uh, Maybe as, it was as part much of that played bad. I didn't play my best either, but I didn't feel as much pushback from the fairway. To me, the fairness came into question around the greens. There were a couple yeah. of pins that were Agreed. cut right on uh, you know right on ridges, right on fall lines. Um, there were a couple pins that were cut two and a half paces on to greens mm-hmm. uh, with big runoffs behind them. You mentioned the short par four, or excuse me, the short par three at 155. I mean, you look at this thing, it's dead behind it down to some woods. It's a full 40 foot runoff from the front of the green, mm-hmm. a massive bunker to the left side of the green, right's your only miss and you're short sided, right? So, I mean, the way it was set up, the way they cut these pins, uh, I really took a little bit of issue with the fairness around the green complexes. And again, it, it really challenged you and called for your best game. And it really called for your hands to be on point around the greens, which I like. Um, but when it gets to a point of, you know, uh, it got to a point cutting. for me around the greens where I was hitting, like I, I put the ball where I wanted to, like I, I was, I, I felt good with the 60 around the green. I, I felt the hands, you know, the hands were one of the few things that I thought was working and the short game was working Yeah, and it just, it still wasn't really rewarding me. I was still kind of being punished for shots that I thought like, that's exactly what I wanted to do. The ball you know, just took off. There were a couple situations where let's say Sen and I, Ian and I, or Julius and I had the same exact putt, maybe a foot or two longer. Mm-hmm. And we both hit good putts. One broke left, one broke right because mm-hmm. we're cutting pins on fall lines. Yeah. Um, that's where, I don't know if that's course fairness, but in the instance of how we played it and the setup that we played, I would also put that fairness around like a two seven. Yeah. So I, I think we're very much on the same page there. Uh, next category we have here conditions. Um, I mm-hmm. think we're I think we're both gonna have some good things to say about that. But why don't you, yeah, why don't you start a- us off there? Absolutely pure. I mean, we're playing it in the right time of year. Uh, the rough was grown in, but you could 
it wasn't a forced punch out if you missed the fairway. Mm-hmm. Like you could still try and advance something up to the green. Um, the one birdie I made on the day was from left of the fairway, um, sitting short of a bunker, blind to the pin, just hit a good shot. And, you know, I like being able to do that. I don't like when we're playing USGA conditions mm-hmm. and, you know, a missed fairway is no chance you're getting a green in regulation. So from a condition standpoint, I mean, fairways are cross mode. Uh, greens were absolutely pure. I don't know if I caught a bobble all day. Um, and just the way that they manicured the course, it was absolutely gorgeous. My one knock on, uh, what are we, what, what's the, what's the name of the category here? I'm already blanking on it. Uh, conditions. Um, conditions. I was thinking, I was thinking fairness. Again. That's okay. My, my one knock on conditions is completely out of control. And that would be the wind that was up mm-hmm. and, and blowing. Like if you get this course on a calm day, wind wise in the condition that we had it, I mean, it was Sunday and we were playing at noon. So there were already some people out in front of us and the course took spark spike marks. Well, the course took ball marks. Well, I mean, these greens, were receptive, but you weren't stopping the ball immediately. Mm-hmm. For me, conditions, I, I got to give it a 4-1 as well. It was a well-kept golf course. Yeah, I, I'm a, I was just going to say a 4-2. Um, I thought, especially given, you know, you, you play a lot of golf courses now that have just kind of started, you know, reopening the last month or so. I think mm-hmm. it's really hard to keep those courses in very good shape. And I think for, you know, given what we've kind of gone through and in courses just being reopened and, you know, starting that process. I think they did a great job of keeping the course in great shape and having it ready to play. Um, I thought there were certain holes where they let, you know, either the rough get a little bit too long or some of the high grass let it get a little bit too long. But for the most part, I think the only conditions I really had issues with go, kind of go back to fairness, like you said, some of the pin placements, and I'm not sure, I, I guess that would go more towards, you know, fairness than conditions, because, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're putting them on ridge lines, like you said, I have it right, right at a 4-2, I, I thought there was, it, it's not the pristine condition that you're going to, you know, see one of the top courses in the country in, you know, but it, it's kind of right below that, I think, I've, you know, I've played dubs uh, quite a few times over the last couple of years, I think this is in better condition than dubs, I, I really do think it's better kept golf, golf course. Yeah, and for the, I believe, $67 greens fee that mm-hmm. we paid, not going to get much better conditions than this. No, I totally agree. And it's it's not one of those courses. Either. Like, it's it's not a free shot out of the rough. Like, you can be in a bad spot, but it's also not I'm driving around the same, you know, 10-foot area in a golf cart for five minutes looking for my ball because the rough is dated up, which I, I always appreciate because I play out of the rough a lot, Joe. <laughs> uh, what, do we, what else we got here? Scenery. What do you think of the scenery? Um, of beautiful so for, for Elgin, me, Illinois. Well, for me to like define scenery is what I'm seeing beyond the course. Because we're, mm-hmm. we're already talking about the quality of the course being A1, maybe a step below the, the top courses you're going to see out there. But scenery beyond the course, I do dock a few points here because it's Elgin. There's a lot of development going on. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that we were... Um, at all inhibited by the construction going on, but at times you are looking at homes being constructed. Yeah, you're, I know you're there's some people built houses. I, I know there's some people that don't want to look at any houses on a golf course, and that's fair. That's the purity of the game. And I feel like if you drive an hour outside of Chicago land, you should be able to find acreage without too many homes on it. You know, mm-hmm. you should be able to find a plot of land where the scenery is a little bit more pure and a little less. Um, developed than what we were looking at. Mm-hmm. So for scenery, 
nothing really, uh, nothing really took my breath away. Um, looking beyond the actual holes, looking beyond the actual course and at the boundary lines, um, scenery, I, I give it a two nine. Yeah. I'm, I'm even lower than that simply just because I, there wasn't all that much to look at. I thought there were a few holes. I have it at like a two one. I think there okay. are a few holes that you kind of had some nice elevated looks over water, stuff like that. But yeah, I, I will say it's also not one of your typical like courses that's built in the middle of a development. It's not like there's houses lining every hole, but you do kind of see those houses. Like you said, some of them unfinished, undeveloped. And, you know, you're out in Elgin and it's still built on a housing complex. There's not going to be all that much to see. And yeah. I, I guess that's not totally on the course. It's, it's hard to manufacture that much scenery. So uh, not much to talk about for me on that. I, I just have it at 2-1. I thought it was very kind of fine it was there it's, yeah. i'm not going to complain about it, it yeah it, it was there um next we have the amenities which i know is one of our favorite things to talk about yeah amenities of a golf course you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dock a course for the current status mm-hmm. of where we're at as a country um so for me amenities the only thing we were really to t- allowed to take advantage of you know we couldn't go into the locker room and things like that so i can't rank that but um, the only thing I can really, really dig into here is the facilities and the amenities mm-hmm. with the driving range that we got to use. And I like a nice driving range tucked off away from the course, which this was. Um, I like a driving range with grass tees, which this had. Mm-hmm. Um, I like a driving range with multiple aiming points, multiple greens. This was okay. I think there was about three, uh, three pins out there. Uh, to kind of hone things in. But for me, again, hard to really dock points right now because yeah. you can't get a full feel for the amenities. Um, nice clubhouse, uh, nothing nothing to the TPC sawgrass extent, but I'm going to give the amenities uh, anywhere from a 3.5 to a 4 because I'd like to see it in full bore. Yeah, it's it's almost like I want to give it an incomplete because we were, the, yeah. you know, it was so limited. You just kind of, if, if you needed to go to the clubhouse, which I, I did to buy some golf balls, you kind of just had to be in and out. Um, that said, I thought the, the, the pro shop looked nice. You're always talking about, of course, his logo. Um, I thought, oh, yes. I thought I, I was a big fan of the logo, just kind of the, the very nice Rose Creek. It was a nice very logo. Very nice logo. Looked good uh, outside of great, a golf ball. Some great merchandise, some great hat options. I wish I would have gone back in after the round, mm-hmm. but I was just like, at that point, Get me a beer tired. and get me in the car. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go yeah. home. Um, I thought the uh, they they did have the um, electronic GPS in the golf cart, which I do like. That's that's an amenity. Um, but yeah, it, it's almost like an incomplete. So I'm going to leave it right around like a three one three two. Not necessarily because anything was bad, just because you didn't really get to see a whole lot of everything. I think the one knock I have on the driving range, and this might be a little bit nitpicky. Not a big fan of the coin system. You kind of had to walk off a little bit far from the tee and drop in a couple <laughs> coins and then carry it. Just just. I, I know you just, you just want to stack the balls yeah, out there. I just want to stack yeah, the balls I mean, that's, like, that's, I when we, that's, that's when we step, that's when we step into the country club realm. You know, I that's know. when we that, step into the, yeah. but to be fair, it is called Bose Creek. It's called Bose Creek country club. To your club. point. To your point. So just have a system of not letting people out there unless they have a tea time. Uh, I think you, I think you showed your cards a little bit there, Matt, uh, that Matt Rooney is a big buy golf balls at the course guy, which, oh, yeah. uh, shame, oh, yeah. which shame on you. Shame okay. on you. Why I'm doing the I'm, I like the logo on the side. I like giving the, the course a little bit more service. I mean, I, I still do order, you know, put it, put in the orders of golf balls from you know golfballs.com or TGW here and there. But you know, sometimes you forget the box at home and need to go buy a couple sleeves. 
Yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Are, are, uh, you, are you that uh, anti bike balls? No, no, no. I just wanted to take, I just, it, you know, there's not too many opportunities to take a stab at, at you on a course review pod. That's fair. So I figured I'd that. take it when I had it. I respect that. Lastly, we have service kind of be like, kind of going to be like amenities here because there's only so much you can do in the, the COVID 19 time that we're living in. Uh, but still, we can kind of give it a little bit of a grade, I guess, you know, clubhouse, you know, uh, range, cart, girl service, all that stuff. So, why don't you rank service for us, Joe? How'd you feel? Did, um, did you feel served? To, to whatever extent you can, again, in the era of um, coronavirus. Uh-huh. And uh, they did have, I'll give them credit for having a, a cart attendant, a cart girl out there, uh-huh. um, because that's the first I'd seen that since being, since golfing during this time. Um, so I'll give them credit for that. The only issue was, is like, you guys, you. so we were playing two foursomes, and I was uh-huh. in the first foursome, Matt was in the second foursome, the second foursome saw the cart girl like four times on the front nine. We didn't see her until 12. <laughs> so I don't know how that worked. She just kept coming up behind us and then looping. I, like I did not physically see her. I was not even able to wave her down until like 12. She just must have um, loved Jeffy. That's got to be she, I think she was a big fan of Jeffy. Yeah, uh, yeah. big tipper, big tipper. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, like from a – again – I want to give it an incomplete, but I'll give it a three, five to a four, just because you know the course is the course can only do so much right now. Yeah. Um, the, the, just to give you an idea of like where you get past that four threshold for me, it is where you do have stacks of golf balls on the range. Mm-hmm. It is where um, they clean your clubs before and after the round, or, or you clean your spikes after the round, um, where they load up your car, um, where the bag drop is readily attended to. And all those things can't happen right now. Mm-hmm. It, even if they would offer those things, those things can't happen right now. Um, or, or I mean, the, the the ultimate is the Yocha he experience with the cold towel coming off 18. <laughs> that's that's when you really get into that. That's where you get past that 4-5 threshold. I, I can just, I can picture you taking, taking advantage of that right now. A little lavender. I have it a little bit lower simply because, I, again, it's hard because it is so incomplete. And there's only so little that they can do. Um, I thought the, I, I have it like a, again, like a similar to amenities, right around a 3 1, I'm going to say, because I didn't like, I thought the, the cart girl service was, was, at least for us, was nice. She was, you know, stopping by like every third hole, it seemed like. Uh, wasn't taking credit cards. I don't like that. Um, I didn't really bring cash, not always carrying cash. Um, and also, you would think in the you know coronavirus type time that we're not trying to exchange cash all that often that you want to do the whole card thing write down the number or just give it a quick swipe i thought that that was a definitely knock on it so that's kind of where i had it originally would have had it probably where you had it right around that, three, incentivizes, five, three, six. that incentivizes the tip though yeah they're, they're trying like, to get they're trying I, to work some tips that's out. great i'm just like I, i'm just still going to cash tip. i'm still going to carry some cash well, even if what I have you got a, what have you got a little side cash game going Carry some cash on the course, man. We have, we have keep side it, Venmo. Keep a twenty games. in your bag. Keep yeah, a twenty what, in your okay, bag. Well, if what if what if you know someone buys something and then I'm buy, I buy I buy buying golf court beers on the golf course. They're going to be five bucks. So if I buy four beers, two for me and two for Jeff or something, then you're out of cash right away. You can't leave a tip. It's better than it's better than not. A, yeah, I guess I guess yeah. I see what you're saying there. See, so you run, well then, then carry then carry a lot of cash. All right. I you know I I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm ever going to be a lot of cash guy. I think I think that. You're docking points for a you problem. No, uh, I think it, we, we meant. I think I think everyone in our foursome the first time after we went to go buy stuff, which I think they she literally came up to us like at the first green, which was awesome. <laughs> um, but like literally, I think Bob or Frank, whoever it was who bought the first round, went to go pay with a card, and you know it was it was only cash, and we both we all kind of looked at each other afterwards, like 
it's kind of weird. It's, it's 2020 and you know, we're, we're trying to not exchange things like cash because of germs and all that stuff. And you're only taking cash. I think that's a little bit odd and I don't think it's that difficult to have a credit card machine, Joe. Assuming. Uh, well, now that we've, now that we've decrescendoed into a Matt Rooney complain fest, Matt, before we say goodbye fest. here, before we say goodbye here, I do need to know your favorite hole on the property. I have, uh, I'm thinking of two, not number two. There's, there's two that pop out in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, in my head, tough I, I like, pin placement on number two. Yeah, just going back there to was. that. That was a tough, tough behind like a behind uh, behind a like just grizzly bunker with mm-hmm. some fescue growing into the face of it. Two putt par, but whatever. I also think I made par on that hole. No big deal. Um, I have my, my two favorite. I had number ten partially because I birdied it. it was that par five? Mm-hmm. Um, I hit an absolute. I, I didn't hit a great drive off the tee, but I, ex- I absolutely hit a perfect three wood kind of just off the side of the green on the right got up and down for birdie with the 60 that was great uh but in terms of actual favorite hole on the course i'm actually looking at it now on google um i love number 18 i just I, it might be a cop out yeah, because 18 great. is usually a signature hole but you had an elevated t it was it was a little bit of a longer hole you had the you it's the it's I hate the middle of the fairway bunker, but it, it kind of adds to the scenery of the hole. I think you have the water off to the right. You do have a couple homes off to the left, but I can get over that. I just thought it was a very, it, it was a difficult, challenging hole, but it wasn't, it was one of the few that I didn't think were all that unfair. Um, I just, I, I think all things considered difficulty, scenery, all that. 18 might be a cop-out answer taking the, the signature hole is my favorite, but I'm going to go with 18. Um, 18 was great. I, I really enjoyed 18 also because uh, Ian and I played a heads up match uh, that was all square after I drained like a 10 footer to force a make from him. Mm-hmm. Um, he had like a four and a half footer to win the match, uh, slid it by the left side. So Ian and I had to walk a hundred yards back into the fairway. That's uh, what happened. Play. Cause we were wondering what are they doing? Yeah. So we played closest to from a hundred yards a la the uh, Taylor made driving relief challenge. And uh, Ian did get me there. Uh, I caught mine a little heavy. Uh, Didn't he you have like a three-hole lead, like on number eight or something? I had a, I had a three-hole lead on number seven because oh. Ian came out of the gates just terrible. He found his game. I started to uh, you know sidestep a little bit. He made a couple birdies uh, to my pars, and um, I ended but, up losing the match in, in overtime. All, all things considered, a great match. Uh, we had it handicapped properly. You know, you wanted to come down to that final hole to feel those jitters in the hands, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back to the question at hand here. My, uh, I, I'm glad you mentioned number ten because that was definitely my favorite hole on the property. Uh, par five. You know there is a tree kind of bush area in play off the tee too, forcing you to make the decision uh, on what you want to do. And then a totally bottlenecks towards that green complex. Just a beautiful hole, um, working right to left. Uh, definitely rewards the rewards you taking a chance off the tee mm-hmm. and allows you, you know, a look in, in two, um, behind 10, my next would be 13. Uh, not only because that was my birdie hole on the course, but I, I love the green complex at 13. It was, so it, I, I pulled my drive left and if you're in the fairway, it, it's just a beautiful look at this, plateau green that has runoffs left right and deep Mm -hmm. so you're kind of feeling safe looking at it um it's a little bit elevated the green uh but at the same time you know there is no miss uh on 13 uh it's a little snaky uh it's a little snaky like right to left in your second shot um but you know it, it 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 allows you to feel like 
you know, you're all good on approach no matter where you're coming from. So that confidence is what allowed me to hit a good shot out of uh, the rough on the left side. And then I get up to the green and say like, oh, there was really nowhere to miss this thing. Yeah, I got um, So I, I really enjoyed 13 as well. Oh, good. I, I, I really like, I don't think there was, I'm not going to say, I don't think I disliked a hole. I don't think there was one hole that, well, I, I thought some of the holes might've been a little bit unfair, a little bit difficult. There wasn't one hole that was like, man, I hate this hole. This hole's really too hard, something like that. I, there wasn't one hole that, you know, the certain courses have that. Maybe the ones you play more often. Uh, there's there's some you don't seem to play very well. You could drop a bomb on number three and I wouldn't be mad. The okay. first par three we looked at playing into the wind, probably like two clubs up. Oh, yeah, um, that was a tough hole. It was just an it was one. It was like 187 playing like 205. Yeah, I made par from number four tee. Uh, so that was, hey, that, yeah, that was that, the situation. That, no, 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 I two putted. I two putted. I, I did make bogey, but I hit a great shot from number fourteen. Say, that's, that's a nice little. Uh, you had a little elevated shot, kind of down to the green. There, you just kind of pop it up high and let it land. Uh, yeah, you, you wanted to play from there. Good job. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I guess Matt, uh, off the uh, the outset, I, I gave my stamp of approval on Bows Creek Country Club. Uh, would you recommend Bows Creek? Creek Country Club to the Moose and Runes listeners. I absolutely would, especially for the price. It's I don't think you're going to be finding a better deal than that. It is a hike for sure, um, but if you're going out there on Sunday afternoon, what what better do you really have to be doing? Why not add like 20 more minutes to your drive? I probably would say that I would go for um, Highlands first. I, I played that last summer, and that, that's not really a knock on Bowes Creek. I, I do think I mm-hmm. liked Highlands just a little bit better because I'm more of a fan of kind of like the wide open layout of a course uh, when, when the course is wide open, kind of has that wide open layout, which Highlands has more of that said, I would absolutely re- recommend both of those courses. And if you're feeling a, a little bit saucy, maybe play 36 in a day, maybe, maybe do morning at the Highlands afternoon at Bose Creek or vice versa. Give it a shot. Yeah. So get out to Elgin, play yourself some golf, have a good time, uh, try and find the card girl and, uh, and enjoy it on, on Moose and Room. It's not, not like we're pay, playing, paying for it. But yeah. That, it, enjoy it via our recommendation. Exactly. And maybe Bose um, Creek, if you're listening and you start getting some, so why don't you get, if you go there, say Moose and Rune sent you and see what they say, just go. out of fun, just for fun. Maybe they'll start paying there you us because they definitely uh, know who we are. I also not going to do a v- review, but I got to give a shout out to, uh, to the old home track. My dad still plays every Sunday. He's had a permanent tee time at Schomburg golf club for, uh, I think, 25 years with his buddies we played it the day after i played schomburg on monday still the purest greens in public golf in chicago yeah you know, i noticed Amazing. that you guys had three out there joe you couldn't you, you couldn't offer you know the fourth spot to your podcast partner um i it didn't i would love my i'd love some family bonding time with I, the Musos. I, I apologize. Yeah, I, you um, know, I, I saw your mom earlier in the week when she gave me a haircut. I saw you on Sunday. I would have. Oh well, she didn't mention it either, so I'm putting that on her. Would have loved to hang out with Joe Senior. <laughs> complete. Joe Senior. Joe Senior's game. Joe Senior's game is in a much better place than I last remember it. So oh, yeah. uh, it was a, it was an enjoyable round with mom and dad. It was also my low round of the trip. I played three times back at home, and uh, no, yeah, get out to Schomburg as well. Uh, reasonable greens fees. Um, they've redone each nine, so there's three nines out there, and they've okay. taken they've taken one nine out of play for the last two summers. Um, they're currently finishing up the tournament course and then they'll have a full you know refresh i think they only changed a couple holes they they did some bunker work really put in some like lush like florida bunkering really really powdery sand uh, but the reason you go to schaumburg is for the greens complex 
they're just treacherous um but true rolls they roll fast like if you really want to test where your putting's at you go to schomburg and play interesting I'll, I'll have to get out there at some point i don't think i played there before maybe maybe i'll see if your dad has an opening in his uh his foursome on sunday oh that's a that's a that's a crack bunch so you better uh, you better be careful what you wish for you know so that's fair enough i'm not sure i can keep up with them <laughs> well that's gonna do it for the moose and ruins podcast episode 158 the golf review pod of bose creek country club like we said get out there play it enjoy it grow the game for matt i'm joe we'll talk to you guys soon may god give you for every storm a rainbow for every tear a smile for every care a promise and a blessing in each trial i swear i've seen a lot of stuff in my life but that was awesome <laughs> chicken on the steak was phenomenal <laughs>